kickoff from Edinburgh and a knock-on from McConnacht and, and a scrum to Edinburgh outside the 22 we're in the, just the second minute of the game and now a free kick to Connacht at scrum time so that turns over possession right back Connacht in trouble Buckley misses the tackle Edinburgh go right through the middle this is dangerous oh here goes Scott he's almost in under the post one more pass does he even need to pass he's got all the way to the line and I'd say he's got the touchdown no decision from Marius Maitreya so we'll have a TMO situation but that is not the kind of try you want to concede when you're serious about winning at a venue like this Edinburgh cruising yeah that's that's really poor by Connacht there was a degree of disorganisation in midfield we get a look I think they there was a knock on here could you please just check for a knock on because of the high tackle he loses control so he's going to be a yellow card in a penalty try that is very harsh pick at the base another drive from Delahunt good defence from Edinburgh my word they're strong they showed this against the Scarlet last week Connacht are within a metre of the line underneath the post trying to get the first try it could be a big moment Edinburgh know it Connacht know it they're trying to just drive over with an extra bit of leg drive they're pushed back on that phase they're trying to present the ball it's all very muddled Fords are ready to go it's all asking a bit much they're over the line now but the ball has to come back because they're not going to get the touchdown Edinburgh told to stay on the line Connacht told to use it another pick and go it goes back towards the rock did they get the touchdown they did Connacht have got the most important of tries just before half time wow it's the Craggy Rugby Podcast and Connacht are off to South Africa this week for one game only Southern Kings and Port Elizabeth on Sunday 1 o'clock kickoff Irish time we're previewing it this week with Alan Deegan, William Davis and Lindley McKenzie. They met up in the home of our sponsors, Murty Rabbit's Pub, to talk about the game. But before that, as always, we've got some press conference audio for you. We're going to hear from Andy Friend, Paddy McAllister and Tiernan O'Halloran before the guys get stuck into previewing the Kings game. Looking back at the Edinburgh game, there's also bits on injuries. And stay tuned as well for a very special interview about the Southern Kings that William did earlier in the season. That interview was with the Southern Kings manager, Zingi Hella, who talked us through where they got their designs on their jerseys and logos. Really interesting stuff into the history of the region and what feeds into the rugby team that represents that region. Before all that, though, here's the press conference from midweek. We didn't manage the conditions as well as we needed to. We gave a 20-point start and we clawed our way back to within six points and then weren't able to finish it off, so... That was very disappointing. These slow starts are are really killing you. It happened in Montpellier as well, different context in that game. But you came into this game with a lot of confidence. I mean, you'd beaten Cardiff the week before, but that seemed to dissipate really quickly. Yeah, it did. And there was genuine confidence there. Like, um, I I felt the training during the week was really, really good. It wasn't just myself, we all did. but again, I think you know, it was our inability to adapt to conditions, um, which we should be one of the better teams to do that, but we just didn't. So we had a good chat about that as a, as a group of coaches and a group of players this week. And um, I'm sure we're going to get those conditions again and hopefully we're going to be a lot better than what we were. Is that is that a mental thing? Uh, is that a sort of a, a couple of errors occur and mentally the players just drop the ball a bit? Yeah, I, I don't think it is. There will no doubt be a mental aspect to it, but it, it's more just a, an awareness of, of, of what we're up against. Um, and, and I, you know, we, as you know, like we like to move the ball around, but there are certain times when it, it's at your 
it's detrimental for you to do that. Um, and Friday night in Edinburgh was one of those nights where it was detrimental for us to move the ball around, but we continue to try and do that. Whereas you look at what Edinburgh were doing, one pass footy, kick the ball, give it to us, probably knowing that we're going to make those errors, but uh, we just we didn't change our game plan quickly enough and, and we pay the penalty for it. Big game Sunday against the Kings. Um, realistically, they're a side that most everybody's beating. They play a particular brand of, of rugby, which is a bit harem, scare them, and they'll give you chances. But this is a this this has become. It was always going to be an important game, but now it's it's got a bit more on it. Now it's it's a need to draw a bit of a line in the sand after Edinburgh and and climb over it. Yeah, I think I think every game for the season now does. William, we've got we've got nine left. We made the comment the other day. I made the comment to the players the other day, fellas. If you're not aware, let me tell you where we sit. We've got nine games left. To do what we want to do, we're going to have to win seven at least. So backs are right against the wall. We're very aware of that, and this is the first of the, those nine games. So no one's under any illusions that this is a crucial game for us. That's now going to be great test as to how, as a squad, we manage that pressure. Um, because we are in a pressure situation now, virtually every game becomes a must-win game for us. Squad for South Africa, um, you're a little bit stuck at hooker. Is, is Dave Heffernan going to come back? No, I think we're paying a bit of a penalty there that we're away, and we're away in South Africa on a Sunday. So um, yeah, I've had a good chat with Andy Farrell. Uh, yeah, they've got a crucial game lead in, into into Italy. Um, which which might be called off. Would, would that help things? Well, unless they call it off in about two hours' time, <laughs> otherwise we'll be on a plane. But uh, you know, it's it's a good sign for those men that, that um, they're going to be wanted around for Monday training and and definitely Tuesday training. We don't get back till Tuesday, so they wouldn't be able to make it Monday or Tuesday training. So again, just the timing of things there probably hasn't helped us. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be skinny there, as you know. Tom McCartney's out at the moment. Johnny Murphy picked up a head head uh, head knock. Um, we got Shane Delahunter who's fit. Um, young Dylan Tinney Martin is, you know, a player who who did very well in the twenties last year, and he's been up training with the main squad. So there's every chance you'll see his name on the team sheet. And and at prop, obviously Finley is is out for a considerable time. It looked a nasty injury. Uh, he's a key man. He is. Yeah. It's a, you know it's another it's another contact injury. We've we've cop we picked up about twelve this year. So he had surgery last night. He'll be uh, he won't be back till May. Um, but apparently the surgery went very well. I got a text from him this morning and uh, he was in good spirits and uh, he's on the road to recovery. But you know, we'll, when we hit uh, playoffs, which is still the plan, we'll hopefully get him back. He's a popular member of the team? Oh, he is. Yeah, he's a real character um, and, a, and a great footballer. So you miss that impact that he, that he brings, both at set-piece. He's, he's, you know, he's got some real smarts there and the way he... He physically throws himself around the field, and his energy. I think he's one of the most energetic props in the country. But so we'll miss that. But that's an opportunity now for Dom Robinson McCoy to, to to pick up. Uh, I think Dom's been improving, um, but now he you know he he wears that number three jersey. Connor Kenny coming in behind him. We have got Rory Burke. Unfortunately, he's got an injury too at the moment. So uh, listen, we're getting through each week. We're sort of picking up new injuries. We've got uh, 13 out at the moment, plus our our three internationals, which is 16 out. But We'll send a squad over that uh, we're going to have to win, but I believe we can win with the squad we've got. What's the key to winning on Sunday? Is it digging in more than anything else? I, you know, we've had a good look at, at the Kings. The Kings are a dangerous team if you let them be. Um, 
just said you know said in the team meeting this morning we beat them here four try bonus point win but no one was happy after that because we didn't play a good game of rugby I didn't believe they will get access into a game if we make error and if we make error defensively i.e. we're not connected and we give them space they'll cut us open and an attack if we turn over too much ball which we've been guilty of um, they'll feed off that and they'll work very very well so we've got to make sure that we're we're not that team How are you Dealing and getting past what was a very, very disappointing night on Friday in Edinburgh. I spoke to you guys after the game and I was still, you know, emotional and frustrated. And um, you got to learn quick. I mean, it, it's very cliched and, you know, I don't want to give these cliches, but the thing with this league and, and with rugby in general, you've got a game next week. And once we've reviewed the game, you got to put it to bed. And if there's any silver linings you take from it, um, build it into the next week. But... Sometimes you've got to swallow the hard pill of, you know, things were tough. We didn't manage the game. We were physically dominated. We can blame the referee. We can blame this and that. But um, we didn't control our controllables. And that reflects the scoreboard. And um, it's a learning curve. But, um, you know, we just spoke about Finley. You know, he was a loss. And we're hoping he's going to be back soon enough. But... After we review the game, we, we we have to put it to bed. We have to grow from it. We have to, as a squad, get tighter from it and make sure we don't make the same mistakes because then we'll we'll be the foolish ones. Um, it's gonna be a nice stadium, and uh, it's gonna be exciting. And you know, hopefully, we just get there, get the business done, enjoy some break with the family, and then get back into those those eight games where where we can put our best foot forward. Yeah, it's always a tough uh, tough one, I suppose, when you lose, especially on a Friday night, because uh, you've got all weekend to, to think about and let it sink in. So, um, you know, I suppose that's on us as players, as individuals, to, to review our games over the weekend. Um, I think Monday morning, everyone comes in kind of expecting a, a grill in, but I think, you know, ultimately when the coach have done their reviews, players have done their own reviews, we kind of combine all that together and we generally come to the same conclusion that whatever the mistakes were, whatever it was, so um, I suppose ultimately for us, it was just, um, at the end of the day, playing the wrong area. We probably didn't play the right game plan to to suit the conditions. Um, you know, it was a very swirly wind, a lot of rain as well. So it was a greasy ball, and unfortunately, we probably we probably uh, tried to play a bit too much. So um, instead of going through the phase, we probably should have done exactly what Edinburgh did to us: just kick contest to us, kick long, and and force mistakes. So um, that's a learning from us, and uh, it's something that we will have to put in, in place in the future. Um, probably not so much this weekend in the in the hot, hotter weather, but definitely in the next time we get those conditions again. It's a big game, though. You need to win this. You need to. You need to get beyond the fifty percent. If you got to seven and six at the end of this run of games, you'd you'd have a position where you could attack the final final eight games. Yeah, no question. Um, I think we're under no illusions going over here. We have to win this game. Um, you know, we had a chat. I think there's nine games left now. Like if we lose probably three games out of those nine two to three games, we're, we're gone. So um, you know, we need to win every game. Now we're focusing every game. Again, we've a blo- we've a break. Sorry, after this game in South Africa, so there's no excuses for us now. There's you know you're not resting or anything like that. It's it's everything, all our full energies into this weekend. So um, it's a huge game for us. Again, you know it can be tough going against the bottom side. Sometimes it can be very easy to switch off. You know, going all, all the way over to South Africa, it could easy again. Maybe not this time because it's a shorter trip. But people could treat it as a holiday, things like that. You know those. Those type of chats come up, so it's important, I suppose, as as a senior members, squad leadership groups, coaches that are all very focused on what we need to do over there. That's going in, getting those four points, and if the opportunity comes to get five, um, we need to take that as well because you know any point we can get at this stage of the season is going to be crucial. Okay, we the one person we didn't hear from at the weekend about their thoughts on the matches, Lindley. Quite disappointing, Lindley, wasn't it? 
Mm, it was um, probably is a wet performance, like the weather. I think it was not uh, unexpected, but not in, the result wasn't. I think unexpected. I, I think you know when you're facing an Edinburgh side like that. At home, Richard Cockrell, the improvements that have been made, the number of players there that they have of some stature. They may not be um, may, may not be Scottish internationals, but they're of, of international calibre from other countries, that it was always going to be a tough ask. I think probably where Connacht will be frustrated is that they kind of allowed themselves to be bullied a bit. They got frustrated by it. They lost a bit of... I suppose structure and maybe belief even in themselves by the frustration and at the end of the day they'll, they'll go away from that and it's another one of these lessons and learns that they have to take I didn't think they were ever going to win that match if they did I, w- I would have been very surprised because it would have been a performance out of this world against a side that is on top of the league so that's not unexpected I suppose the frustration is, is the performance yeah, like you, you look at it, you know, you're playing your fifth and sixth choice second rows and then you lose your tight head prop, you know, very early in the game. So whatever power you would normally bring to a game, you know, it, it you know, Conor Murray, or Niall Murray's going to be a super player, but he's still only 20, 21 and quite light and he's still, you know, learning the game as he goes along. And Joe Maximi was a really good player when you put him alongside one of the more established players, but asking him to lead it is, is very difficult. And as you say, they had a lot of power. Yeah, well, look, I think I think it might have been William who's said, you know, they have a lot of sort of like professional journeymen on their side, and they do. You only have to look at, you know, the, the halfbacks and Simon Hickey, the art half, and players like that, and, and, you know, the South Africans that they have within the squad, that, yes, they are a professional bunch, and they're a solid bunch, and they're, they're you, you know, it's, it, it's good for the youngsters like... Niall Murray and and the others to come into the side, but it is it's it's difficult for them, and you know you don't want you don't want to be too negative about you know a, perf- a, a team performance when there were exceptions and and Connacht were missing a lot of players, and I think what it does highlight it highlights again is that the lack of strength and depth that Connacht have. Now I know efforts are being made to develop it, and that's all well and good, but between injuries and then you've got your three key, three key players away in Ireland, which we, everybody wants to see Connacht play players playing for Ireland but it does as a result of it it does leave holes and gaps in the squad it certainly does and one of the things we mentioned last week William we talked about the metres per carry and this you know 0.7 of a metre per carry that that, um, Andy talked about a couple of weeks ago that wouldn't be the difference between us being a mid-table team and a top-table team last week we improved it this week we went down to less than two metres per carry and it makes a difference myself and Danny have done some stats we'll have it up on the patreon.com slash craggy rugby where you'll have some detail on that to see how important it is for the forwards especially to get across the gain line. Yeah, but I think the problem in this game was they actually carried the ball too much. I think they've accepted that now, that they played the wrong game plan and they didn't fix it quickly enough. They didn't make the change. And it, I think they're consistently in, inconsistent, Connacht. That, that's one of the issues. But it, particularly in these type of games, you've got... If you look at the end of last season, the, the way match in Munster lost, the way match in Belfast in the quarter-final lost. You come into this season, four inter-pros lost. When they come up against these really, these better sides, the sides that are further up the table than they are, they run into problems and they seem to get the stuffing knocked out of them very quickly. Because I think they were very confident going to it. I think they felt they could go there and win and play really well. Well, they did neither because they didn't play well. and They didn't play well from the start. Uh, but it's a Richard Cockrell side and it was interesting look when I spoke to him after the game 
he said a very simple line. Uh, I asked him about how they, how he'd got these players into position, and he said, "Well, when I got here, we had a look. Some players left, and some players improved." And that's the ruthless fact of it. He just said to everybody, if you're not good enough, you're out. And that, he told everybody, he told me when we interviewed him two years ago, that's what yeah. he was going to do. So he must have told the players. Yeah. And they just have this look about them. They're nine and three now. And I think what Connacht need, starting this weekend, they need Edinburgh to beat Cardiff. They need Munster to beat the Scarlets. And they almost need them to pull away a bit and keep beating everybody around. Yeah. And then it'll become a dogfight between Cardiff and Connacht and the Scarlets. Now, Benetton are in a bit of bother because they've, they're now two games behind on cancellations, so they're going to be squeezed on having to play back-to-back-to-back games at some stage because the coronavirus issues in Italy, and it was the rain in Newport the week, the week before, or last weekend. So it's just all... It's all there for Connacht, but they've, this weekend, they got to win. they got to get five points. They have to win. If they lose that game, I, ca- I can't see a way of getting into the top three. I can only see a fourth place for a playoff. And you don't normally expect to go to the, play the Kings with that pressure on you. So, fascinating game. Yeah, it certainly will. But before we talk about the Kings, um, let's hear the results and where that leaves Connacht in the table from William. Three matches played on Friday, February the 21st. Edinburgh 41, Connacht 14, Ospreys 13, Leinster 21. Zebra nil, Munster 28. Saturday the 22nd of February, Glasgow Warriors 34, Dragons 19, Ulster 20, Cheetahs 10. And Sunday the 23rd of February, Cardiff Blues 34, Benetton 24, Scarlets 36, Southern Kings 17. And that leaves... The Conference A table with Leinster still with a 12-0 and record on 56 points. Ulster are second on 41 points. Glasgow Warriors third on 34 points. Cheetahs fourth on 31. Dragons fifth on 18. Zebra sixth on 14. And the Ospreys are bottom of Conference A with 13 points. In Conference B, Edinburgh's win over Connacht brings them to a record of nine wins, three losses, seven bonus points. They lead on 43 points from Munster in second on 40 points. The Scarlets third on 37, Connacht fourth on 30, Cardiff Blues fifth on 29, Benetton are sixth on 24 points, but they've only played 11 matches because they've had the cancellation and bottom of Conference B, this week's opponents for Connacht, the Southern Kings, with seven points. Right, let's let's quickly talk about Six Nations. The women um, did much better than was expected, you know, considering they're playing against a, a fully professional side, William. Yeah, they did fine. I mean, look, 27-0 isn't anything to write home about, but it could. they kept going. England are an awesome outfit at that level. And... Some stage are going to have to look at this because amateurs playing professionals. I know Ireland have a couple of professionals in there playing in England, but you can't. The, 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 you just won't win those games. Look at France. Uh, went to Wales, won fifty points to nil. It's the same issue, and it, that will only get worse as time passes. I agree, but uh, on a bright spot, our under twenties had a fantastic game. Now I saw that you were you were over in in Edinburgh and. 
the 20s, the speed and, and skill that they showed to take on a more powerful team. England were huge in some cases. They were absolute monsters. But if you play the game at speed, at pace, um, I thought the 20s did a, did a really good job. Yeah, they're very impressive. Uh, they're going for a grand slam now. Uh, hopefully the games will, will all be played. But Ireland um, are looking very, very good. And hopefully some of these players will start drifting up from this level and starting to come into the, their provincial sides. And of course we, we finish off just talking about Ireland. Just to, just to put a slight green tinge on it, Delan Kaman did well and showed that he's able to play at this level, you know, four years after making his debut in England. And Bundy, I thought, had a, had a really good game. The one thing I would like to have seen early in the game was Bundy moved into the 10 channel while defending because Tuolagi ran over Sexton four times. Why wasn't Bundy put in there? Yeah, that seems a very obvious thing to do. I suppose they had to change the defensive system, but I thought Bundy did fine. Uh, it's a limited role when you're having to, to take bad ball and try to make something of it. And... Maybe we would see another Connacht man. Maybe Dave Heffernan will get a, get a run against Italy uh, because I think Andy Farrell now has to start looking around him a bit. He needs to start expanding the squad. He needs to see what he has. He certainly does. So before we talk about the, the upcoming match against the Kings, William's going to give us the fixtures, the upcoming fixtures for the weekend and, and talk about how this coronavirus is <laughs> starting to play havoc with fixtures all over the place. We start on Friday night, February the 28th with Edinburgh versus the Cardiff Blues and Leinster versus Glasgow Warriors. Both of those games kicking off at 7.35pm Irish time. On Saturday the 29th, there are two postponements, Zebra versus Ospreys and Benetton versus Ulster. That's down to the coronavirus issues in Italy. Two games will be played on Saturday, Munster versus the Scarlets at 5pm Irish, and Dragons versus the Cheetahs at 5.15pm Irish. And on Sunday, one game in the Pro 14, with a 1pm Irish kickoff time, Southern Kings versus Connacht. And before we hear the injury update from William, here's a bit of bonus audio we have with regard to the cultural importance of the designs on the Southern Kings jerseys. Delighted to say I'm joined here by Southern Kings team manager Zingi Ella. We've just been having a chat about uh, quite a lot of things, and I've learned quite a lot, but we're going to have a little discussion about the jersey that the Southern Kings wear, because there are things on it that might not be immediately obvious, but they have quite a significance. Zingi, you've been... Let's start up at the shoulder, shoulder areas. What are we looking at there? So, um, within the Southern Kings... Um uh, jersey, as we were talking about, it has four spears in uh, on the shoulders um, of of uh, each shoulder, which is it's got eight spears. Um, the spears uh, resemble the fact that we acknowledge the the chiefdoms and the chi- and the and the and the kingdoms that are within um, uh, the Eastern Cape, which is predominantly. Um, uh, by Amakosa uh, clan, and um, the the on the um, chest or on the upper chest, we have um, horn-like uh, sort of um, resemblance. Those um, the 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 horn-like resemblance are resembling the um, uh, cattle that is 
kind of an indigenous um, uh, cattle that uh, Amakosa has called Nguni cattle. And then um, right on the lower abdomen um, of the jersey, we're looking at um, a calabash. Where on my illustration on the calabash, where we have a ritual that is being um, uh, practiced within our, um, our families that the old men sit next to the crawl and we brew a original um, or a beer that uh, we call it umkomboti. Then the men will sip and they will pass the calabash amongst uh, each other up until it reaches the last person. So the, our jersey has so much significance um, that one will definitely, as we were talking about, um, get interested as to how and what symbols are within the jersey. And I'm delighted to explain that. Connacht have a number of fresh injury concerns prior to the trip to South Africa. Finlay Beelham has had surgery on an ankle and he will not be available until late May. And Johnny Murphy, who had a HIA assessment during the game against Edinburgh, is currently being assessed, but he won't be available. They will also be without the following players who are due to return potentially for the next match against the Scarlets in late March. Peter McCabe, Gavin Thornbury, Tom McCartney, Dara Leader, Killian Gallagher and Quinn Rue. On more long-term injury issues, Matt Burke, Sean O'Brien, Tom Farrell and Rory Burke, Stephen Fitzgerald is of course unavailable until next season. They will also have no access to the players in the Ireland squad, Bundyaki, Dave Heffernan and Alton Delan. Matt Healy has, however, come off the injury list and will be available for the South African trip. Big game at the weekend. We're here in Marty Roberts where uh, I'll be watching the game at, on, on Sunday because it's, of course, the best place to watch rugby, whether it's Six Nations or Pro 14 or European rugby. The best place to watch it in Galway is in Marty Roberts. I'll be here at the weekend. Hopefully Mike can talk to some of the clan, get their thoughts on the season so far as we watch the Kings. This is their most competitive time of the season for the Kings. And they've had a couple of games. I know they got fairly badly beaten, but, you know, it's a long way down. It's going to be 28 degrees. It's going to be lovely down there. We're certainly going to, not going to see that here. But, you know, it is a tough ask. Well, it's always a tough ask when you go travelling. It's always a tough ask, you know, when you go to a different environment like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, Connacht are well able to beat the Kings. And it's whether they perform or not. And I think, as, as Andy Friend said, you know, after losing to Edinburgh, probably more about the performance than the loss, but after losing to Edinburgh, it's, it's their backs are against the wall. And I think, you know, they've got nine games to go. And I think Andy Friend said they need to now win seven of those nine if they want to qualify as for a home semi final. Um, that, that, now, that is a big ask. But I think going to South Africa, now that obviously they're going. With a with a probably um, a squad that is possibly lacking in a little bit of that experience because you've got the three who were tied to um, the Irish squad. You also lost Finley Bellum, obviously. There's a couple of youngsters going from the academy, um, about three I think from the academy who are also going. 
but it's it's a different experience going down there. It's probably a good opportunity for those youngsters to go because Turkun to turn in a Holland day. You know, he says you know they actually quite look forward to going on a trip. Now it's quite a short trip because it's. Um, only about five days, but they actually enjoy it. It's a bonding time, introducing younger players into the travelling squad. There's a little bit of you know togetherness and a little bit of fun and a different environment. So they go there with you know they go there with a positive outlook. They also go with an outlook that they actually still need to win, and that is going to be the key to it. And I think there's there's no reason why they shouldn't win against the Kings. I agree. William, you expecting a bonus point win? Yeah, I think if you win down there, you'll probably get a bonus point just by the way the game will be played because it'll be very open. They they, they play a very open game. They they tend to leak tries, um, but they are very dangerous in terms of if if you give them ball by poor kicking or losing it in contact or not marshalling your ball control, they'll just run at you. And it's not at altitude, it's down in Port Elizabeth, could be quite warm, could also be very windy, it's a windy city, and I mean the Kings have had a, a, another very poor season, it hasn't gone unnoticed I think in South Africa that they just aren't getting their wins, but um, I, I think it's a tricky game, I think Connacht will win it, but I think it's a tricky one, I think it's come at a difficult time for them. Uh, you know, you'd feel more confident if, if, if you had, say, Finley Bealham and Quinn Rue or, and, you know, Gavin Thornbury. And that's those sort of players going down there because they'd be a big old pack. And if you're going to get your backs moving, you need good, clean ball. And they, they didn't, I mean, the example, they were disrupted completely against Edinburgh for that. But this is a totally different game mindset. But it's must win. It's, you know, you, what, if they don't win this game and you start to do the figures and look at the fixtures, you start to struggle with eight games left to see how you get yourself into the top three unless you start doing things that you don't expect to do because you then would have to beat Glasgow here with a, when they'll come with a full-strength squad. You'd have to beat Ulster here with a full-strength squad. You might have to go to Munster at the end of the season. This and the next game, which is against the Scarlets in Galway, are not completely season-defining, but they're season-shaping. You'll know a lot more about where you are when these two games are played, but they have to start on Sunday with a win in Port Elizabeth. You do, because I was just listening back to what Andy said at the start of this three-game block, and he said, win three, then we're in, in we're really good shout. Win two, and it's sort of 50-50. Win one, and we're in big trouble. And so we really have to win. The pressure is really on, and, and he's put the pressure on. So it's up to the players now to see if they can they can live up to that pressure. Well, I think pl- players are... are on the same you know, page as, as Andy Friend, they're putting pressure on themselves. And I think they know it. I mean, they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to be going down to lose. They're the ones who want success. Andy Friend can only direct operations, but the, the players have to want it as well. And I'm sure, and I'm sure they do. Now, it's just, it, it, as William said, it's slightly a bad time. There is a lot of injuries. You know, there's a re- relatively inexperience in, in some, you know, you do like your, your Quinn Roos to be there, you know, um, against what can be, you know, a very kind of physical South African. African side, but at the same time, we're likely to see a few young players like Dylan Turney Martin. Um, I think there's another youngster uh, from the academy, Cormac Daly, and probably someone like Sean Masterson could also be there. So it's an opportunity for them. Yes, it's a tricky assignment, but 
Connacht are well capable when their backs are against the wall of producing their goods. It's far too early in the season to, to be looking ahead and thinking if you lose against the um, in South Africa that their season is nearly over, that their seasonal ambitions are nearly over. So it, there there is a lot riding on it, and I fully expect there's big players going, who are going to you know there's going to be big performances needed by the experienced players like Turner O'Holler and like. Paddy McAllister, who were up chatting in the press conference today, and they're the sorts of leaders that you know down there, the experienced players who have, who have, and, and interestingly enough, Turner Holleran actually was talking about, he's actually returning to South Africa and to the Nelson Mandela Stadium, where he actually made his debut uh, for Ireland, and I think it was when he got injured, he was taken out in the air or something, so actually he referenced that as well, so there's a lot, there's a lot of... Um, for those experienced players to to bring the young players along and I I would be I know it's going to be difficult it always is but I would be surprised if they if they lost down there you know and I mean we all may as well sort of the season could be over for the season could nearly be over for all of us couldn't it and nobody wants that no they certainly don't okay I think we leave it there and hand back to Rob okay as you listen to this the kind of team will probably have landed in South Africa, I'd say, after their long journey. We wish them the best of luck. We will have full coverage over the weekend on our usual Galway Bay FM shows across the weekend. So stay tuned for that. There'll also be coverage of the Connacht Junior Cup that's coming on. I'll be in Connemara to watch Connemara and Ballon Road. Casablar take on Monave as well. Lots of club rugby across the weekend as well. In the meantime, don't forget the Connacht Clan quiz takes place on March 5th. That's Thursday, March 5th at 8pm in Murky Rabbit's Pub. So that works out really well. Home of the Connacht Clan and our sponsors the only place to watch big live rugby and also to go for a rugby table quiz should be good fun that's on the 5th of March 8pm in Murtis don't forget that thanks for listening we'll be back next week loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes sad and confused don't wait until